it's almost a joke like how has nobody actually called this out and addressed it I moved to Australia about eight nine years ago um, from the UK and um, I wasn't actually a hairdresser in the UK my hairdressing journey actually really really fully began when I moved here and there wasn't much option when it came to afro hairdressers so what I had access to mainly was you know braiders and weaves and that kind of stuff and there wasn't much on there wasn't much of what I was used to experiencing in a melting in the cultural melting pot like like London so I decided to pursue it and because I'm a creative and I've always been a creative especially when it comes to beauty I just never knew which sector I'd end up in but I just knew that I love beauty whether it was makeup nails beauty therapy or hairdressing I love all of it equally you know if I decide to stop hairdressing now I could go do beauty like I love all of it I'm a sucker for all of it so did you then go and do a set three in yes. in hairdressing uh-huh. yeah and what was that experience like so set three hairdressing in Australia um so when you're doing an apprenticeship you go to TAFE for two years and then you do one year in the salon that you're doing your apprenticeship at and whilst you're at TAFE you're required to perform certain hair services um, and treatments and all of that jazz and get them all ticked off for you to be competent and Mm. um, be qualified but what I noticed whilst I was there was that um, so perfect example I'll give you so if I had to do if I wanted to be marked off as competent in layered haircutting, I had to perform three of those hairstyles, those haircuts, sorry, for it to be marked off. And with Afro or curly hair, I wasn't required to do any models or dolly hairs. Um, we had maybe one or two conversations about curls and curly hair, but that's about it. At that point in time, were you somebody who had a really good sense of how to look after your own hair, which is Afro mm-hmm. hair? Yeah, I've always been, so I've got 4C textured hair and I've always been pretty good with my hair. But um, again, I wasn't a professional. So as I'm becoming a professional, I'm like, hold on, I'm still not able to actually look after my hair because I still haven't learnt it to to do my hair professionally. I'm not going to finish my apprenticeship and have a girl who looks like me with hair like me walk into the salon and I can't do her hair. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's <just> embarrassing. <laughs> so I decided to my so my family is from Zimbabwe and we go to Zimbabwe quite a lot. So as soon as I would land in Zimbabwe, I was stalking the hairdressers, the local hairdressers. I'm like, let me assist you. And I would pass on what I've learned and then they'll pass on what you know, what they know. And that's pretty much how I learned Afro hair. Wow. So to complete yeah. your Australian qualification, you actually took the time out in your own time and travels Absolutely. to Absolutely. learn. Yeah. That's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. What does, what is the kind of textured hair, Afro hair care scene in Australia in 2020? What are you mostly hearing from people about how they look after their hair? For a very long time, people have been, especially the, the 4C textured girls, they have just been hiding the hair. So braiding it and putting under weaves and wigs and not necessarily because they, so they do like those styles, but then those are the only styles that have plenty of access to 
But then when it comes to actually getting treatments for your hair, getting a blowout for your hair, even wanting, even if you wanted to have an option of getting your hair straightened for an event or whatever, or hair, getting good haircuts for curly and afro hair, there isn't much. There isn't much option for them, and mm. the options that they do find, they have to travel quite far. So I actually did a poll on my Instagram yesterday, um, and I asked, you know, if you have curly or afro hair, how far do you travel to your hairdresser? And about oh, what was the number yesterday? It was maybe sixty nine percent said um, over thirty five k. Wow! Yeah. So that's that's crazy, and especially when if you were to, you know, um, I don't know where you live, but you know, how many hair salons are within five k radius from you? you know? At least five. Exactly, yeah. and none of them would be able to no. look after hair. So you have to travel very far, which I just think is is a shame. So all these people are losing business, this person is having to travel an hour, hour and a half, depending on traffic, to get a hair appointment. So what do you want to see change? What's this idea that you've had? So the moving forward, I think um, I would like to see Afro hair actually being taught at TAFE instead of them just writing on the curriculum that we will teach you Afro and curly hair. I would actually like it to be taught and actually practiced because there are enough hairdressers here to teach Afro and curly hair. There's enough hairdressers and the TAFE teachers need to be taught about it as well as opposed to just talking and brushing on it. So if it's actually if it actually starts being taught at TAFE then it can trickle down into the salons trickle down into the fashion industry, trickle down into the entertainment and film industry, and everybody's happy. I was talking to a hairdresser friend yesterday who's currently doing a Cert 3, and I asked her if she'd had any experience with Afro-textured hair. She said no, and she said, honestly, if somebody walked into a salon I was working in with an Afro, I would freak out. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Do you find it's not just that it's not being taught in TAFE, but those teachers don't actually know how to teach it? Is that part of the issue? Yeah, they, they actually don't know how to teach it as well. So what they would do is they, so remember when I was at TAFE, there was, it was like one morning where we talked about the different hair follicles and why curly hair is curly. That is the only thing I remember. What exactly do you want added? So the science of Afro hair has to be taught. Um, colouring Afro hair, um, cutting Afro hair, the different manipulation techniques, so braiding, twisting, and these can be just brushed on because then people have to upskill on those to become amazing at it. So, yeah, those manipulation techniques, chemical treatments on Afro hair, so whether it's relaxers, texturising, um, keratins, because the community still gets this treatment, so professionals need to know how to perform them if they choose to offer them and then product knowledge tools knowledge on afro hair when you first started the petition i saw that um you'd had a goal of i think five thousand signatures but what has the response been to it oh it's so i started the petition on a saturday last week saturday i posted it at 8 30 i went to bed and then i woke up sunday morning and it had just exploded and the response was, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't have imagined it being this big, especially mm-hmm. from, not, so especially not just from the, I knew I had the curly community 
um, supporting it. So all the women with curly or Afro hair, I knew they had my back, but I wasn't sure how the hair industry was going to react and their support has been absolutely amazing. From hairdressers to brands, to you know just people who have something to do with the industry everyone has been very very supportive what do you think that says about the australian hair industry at this point in time i i just believe that everybody everybody has been frustrated about the same things but nobody vocalized it and i thought i was the only one annoyed about it (laughs) you know what i mean i just thought that because another thing is what that i learned with this i didn't realize that so many so many clients or people, potential clients, assumed that hairdressers were lazy. They didn't actually realize that they're not taught. So they just thought hairdressers are not choosing to not learn Afro hair or do Afro hair. But it's actually not mandatory for them to learn it, for them to qualify as hairdressers. So they just there's no option. There's no, there's no um, course for them to do. There's no education for them to do. TAFE, the mandatory TAFE course, the mandatory set three hairdressing doesn't include it. So many hairdressers want to learn it. If somebody were on the fence about signing such a petition, um, what would you say to them? Kinky, curly, textured hair is not some anomaly, you know what I mean? It's not, <laughs> it's not some anomaly that it's not common or is one of the strongest genes. But, yeah, I just think the education system, what it's done, it has managed to keep itself as the gatekeeper of Eurocentric beauty standards because you're essentially teaching the whole country to only be able to perform services on straighter hair. Everybody deserves to have access to beauty services.